The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water, environmental changes in your life, and your health. I'm Sharon Kleina. In each week, we want to invite you to World Talk Radio and what we do here in our own classroom. It's a classroom to learn common sense. It's a classroom to research with us, with the most interesting, well-known, influential people in the United States and soon will be around the world. You're going to learn how to evaluate by using common sense, not an opinion, common sense, to evaluate and analyze what could save your life and somebody else's. Now, I call it the power of water, and this is why. I've been in research for 30 years. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and our technology research is water. It's topical water, and we are the only company globally specializing in the topical application of learning how to moisturize because the air is dry, you're dry, and this is my evaluations. And study this to see if I'm right or wrong. This is what I determined. We are born in water. We're in our mother's womb. We're born in water. The water that we're living in for the nine months before we enter in the air we breathe. Now follow me how serious I am. And it sometimes made my, during my research, just my knees shake. Well, where is the serious education about water? You're born in water. You come out to the air you breathe when you're born out of the water and you enter into that fluid of moisture called the moisture you can't see in that delivery room of forced air, heating and cooling, insulated windows and walls, and chemistry, lighting, and here you are. You're no longer in water anymore. And my concern in my evaluations and research all these years And I was willing to put millions of dollars behind that study. And we learned that because you're born out of water and you have 50 trillion cells that you must nourish, that you better take it serious, that you are a walking sponge. You are walking in the air that is dry and changing every day. Now, where is the most critical dry spot and pollution indoors? Go research that indoors. Water makes up 60 to 75% of your body. Estimated 50 trillion cells with a molecule of water that you must, you must be able to replenish from the moment you're born until you pass 
and that's your life to your passing. The brain is 80% water. The blood is 80 to 90% water. The skin is 75 to 80% water. You're walking with water. If the lightning should attack you and touch you or an electrical socket, what did it do? It shocked you or could kill you because you're water. Take that serious. All that's going on in the air around you, outside, indoors, even your attitude can be a shock. People's attitude around you can be a shock. It can dehydrate you. Now, there was something I found in my studies that dehydration of the body happens from the moment you're born. There are no two eyes alike. There are no two skins on the complexion alike, no two fingerprints alike, and more. That's your personal, individual uniqueness of dehydration, loss of water. I had another pet peeve in my research, the word moisture. I became very alarmed that that key word confused us all. I don't care who you are, how many years ago, moisture is water, only water. So learn as we teach you in the classroom every week that we breathe in water, we breathe out water. The environment must have the moisture in the air, like scientists we've had on the show, the fluid in the air called moisture water that we can't see. It's got to be. You must have it. You must learn that water every day is a dying, it's a, it's an endangered species. The National Geographic mentioned it's an endangered species. It's brought life to Earth. It's what's going to survive the Earth and the planet Earth and life on Earth to live healthy and the Earth to be here forever. Now let's join together and learn. Now, what is the skin of the Earth? You're the walking person. You're the walking person uniquely on this Earth that I believe was brought here to have a unique, very powerful ecosystem. Learn uh, as much as you can. The population last week grew, in the last two weeks grew, in the United States, 61,846 people. Worldwide, it grew 1,475,075 people. Now, the reason that is interesting, more people needing water. If you took 97.5% of the Earth's water is salt water. 97.5% of the Earth's water is salt water. All you have left for fresh water is less than 3% for all life on Earth. That's for agriculture. That's for all living life. Remember, we must take it serious. Let's have fun Twitter. Because we are talking about the swine flu. The swine flu, you need to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water. Think about it. You might even prevent getting the flu. You may learn how to battle the flu. You may decide, I'm going to do everything I can not to get the flu. I'm going to learn to drink more water because it's a detoxifier. It, it causes a uh, lubricant. It about gives you an opportunity to nourish the cells to be able to give them what they're requiring, acquiring to, for the turnover of a new cell constantly moving. The swine flu, if you drink 8 to 10 glasses of water, clean hands, but with your sanitizer, go buy a sanitizer. Keep it in your bags. 
cough in your arm, your elbows. Change your bedding once a week. Don't cheat. And if you think more commonly, your pillowcases. Eat fresh vegetables, fruits, and protein and grains to detoxify. Keep the elimination healthy. Sleep eight to ten, eight hours a night if you can, because healthy sleep helps the body rejuvenate itself and cleanse. Be smart. Help the ecosystem. Be environmental. Choose an environmental lifestyle. You care about your health, and that'll be helping. That'll also pay forward for somebody else to have a better health because you're healthy. There's so much to learn. And in this classroom each week, the power of water is going to be the key subject. Now, today we're going to have a very fascinating subject for me. When I started my research 30 years ago, I wanted to learn more about the skin. And I found there was not enough education about the skin of the earth called your skin. I was shocked. And the moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe, your skin had to take that shock. Like a vacuum cleaner just sucked up all the moisture and you had to move into the lifestyle you choose with that skin. And I was very surprised. But today, we're going to learn more in this classroom because the surprise I learned 30 years ago about lack of education, we're going to bring that to you today because I believe that melanoma is going to take more lives in years and years and years to come because the air is too dry unless we have really excellent education. We're going to have Dr. Ritu Sani, and I hope I pronounced that right. She will help me. She is with the Skin Cancer Foundation out of New York City, and I believe she's going to have a lot to teach us to save your life and maybe somebody else's. Our second guest is Judy Melby Hill uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. She's the Director of Services for the Shade Foundation of America, which also is battling helping the education for melanoma. So this is going to be an exciting skin of the earth day, your skin, and for you to learn something might save your life and it could save somebody else close to you you love. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the supplement of eyes that are dry because of the air without eye drops. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. 
That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. I want to invite you to listen to our classroom today with Dr. Saini, who is her specialty is uh, dermatology, and I believe also uh, teaching us today about skin cancer. Doctor, uh, are you with us? Yes. Hi. How are you? And how do you pronounce your last name? Saini. Saini. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm sure you get a lot of people asking you. I do mine too, doctor. I'm, my, my last name is, my husband's from Holland, and the last name is not the way it looks. It's Kleina. Right. Teach us today a little bit about you first. Obviously, you're in a mission uh, to educate the world more about skin cancer and you chose to get into dermatology. Correct. One thing we found, there's not a lot of dermatologists around the United States. Uh, it takes people, uh, people have to have an appointment, sometimes can last two months. But tell us a little bit about you, why you got into dermatology. Sure. Well, I'm a board-certified dermatologist, and I actually completed a fellowship in Mohs Micrographic Surgery. And that actually, it means um, a way to remove skin cancer. It's a special technique. And so, therefore, uh, that's my specialty in treatment of skin cancers. Um, This is a surgical technique. uh, But other interests I have in dermatology are um, just in general care of the skin. Um, The Mohs micrographic technique has been around for many years. um, And it's been, uh, I guess, in the past 20 or 30 years, been um, receiving a lot of interest. Uh, and, now let's back up for a second in our sure. classroom. When you say Mohs, educate our audience what Mohs description means. Absolutely. Mohs is actually a person's name. The gentleman uh, is Frederick Mohs, and in the uh, I guess it would be the 1960s, he was a surgeon um, in Wisconsin who actually developed this technique in which a person can remove skin cancer and get instant pathology. In other words, uh, when you remove a skin cancer the conventional way, you'd have to send it to the pathology lab and you'd have to wait and see if the entire cancer was removed. However, this technique enables instant pathology. In other words, we take the tissue, it's processed in our office, in our own laboratory, and then we can check under the microscope right then and there, the same day that the patient is there that we perform the surgery, and check to make sure all margins are completely clear. Now, that's at the time when you decided there has to be a surgery. Uh, exactly. What about if the individual comes to the office for a possible um, uh, evaluation of uh, what might be a skin change? Um, okay. When they come to the office and there's a, an evaluation, uh, then they decide that there should be surgery. This is one of the techniques Correct. for a in 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 an outpatient surgery. Correct. What happens is a patient comes in with a suspected lesion or a new lesion or a new growth, and then uh, you know the dermatologist will take a look and decide whether or not it warrants a biopsy. Mm-hmm. At that moment, a small piece of that uh, lesion will be taken as uh, uh, shaved off and sent in, in, uh, to the pathology laboratory in which it will be re- uh, reviewed by a dermatopathologist and determine whether it is or not a skin cancer. Now, are you finding, uh, let's go to the classroom with all of the audience all over the world thinking that when we have a change on the skin, we have a tendency, we're all guilty, to forget it's there. Mm-hmm. What is your thinking on getting people? How do you how do you teach patient, people 
to remind themselves not to forget because we're, we don't stand in front of a full-length mirror examining ourselves every time we take a shower or a bath. And it could be in a spot that maybe we don't detect. Is there something that might give us a hint this is not a normal skin change? Absolutely. There are three different kinds of skin cancer, first of all. That's one thing the audience and the listener should understand. Uh, not everything is uh, dark or pigmented, as I say. Uh, that's when people come to me and say, oh, I didn't realize this is a skin cancer because it wasn't uh, dark. It, wasn't, it didn't look ugly. It didn't have this you know, color or shape to it. didn't have any um, pain. And they didn't have pain, correct. It could be painless. It could, be, it could have no symptom. Uh, there could be no symptoms associated with it. Now, when there's a skin cancer, let's say there is a change in the skin and you're not noticing that it's not sticking out at you with pain or aching or mm-hmm. the particular uncomfortable look or bothering you. Uh, but let's say what is happening underneath that area if there is a cancer starting? What is underneath the skin happening? Well, generally speaking, this cancer starts from underneath the skin. So that is something that could be happening, where the cancer cells are in the dermis. There are two layers of skin. There's the epidermis and there's the the dermis, which is the much thicker and deeper layer. So oftentimes the cancer will begin deeper, and you might not see the signs of it until it invades and, you know, crosses that barrier over into the epidermis, and then you see a growth on the other side. Where, where it's visible to, to the person. Mm-hmm. So, but there's uh, already been some time there's a, for this right. to, to manipulate those cells. Exactly. Now, I, real quickly, I'm going to ask you this, because, you know, we always hear about uh, the oil and water in the cell. What do you think, is there any evaluation, as this is just an evaluation, this is not a research finding result, probably, but in, in this, at, let's say in time, and it takes a long time for it to get there, to be uh, that symptom, is there something that has happened to the oil and the cell? Is there something in that area that became so dehydrated possibly that, uh, that something had caused that to be, now become a skin cancer? I don't know if there's any involvement with uh, the level of oil or water or dehydration. Um, you know, first and foremost, the, the biggest cause uh, and preventative cause of skin cancer is sun exposure. There is always a genetic possibility and ethnic uh, relationship. Certain skin types are more predisposed, but by and large, um, it really is environmental exposure with the sun being the most likely I'm going to back you up for a minute because my research came into another evaluation because there's a lot of people that have not been living in the sun very much. They're indoors more today Mm -hmm. because of their occupations. Um, I came to an evaluation that when the baby was born, entered into the air we breathe, that the baby is indoors more than the sun. And along the way, the indoor conditions of insulated windows and walls and forced air heating and cooling and chemistry started a very dehydration uh, process of the body, especially if they're not going to drink a lot of water from birth, uh, but those even who are drinking water. Have you found any research data to find, uh, relate to that maybe it isn't all the sun? Well, as I said, I think that there are other factors involved, um, mm-hmm. majority of which are uh, related to a person's background. Okay. Um, 
you know, uh, melanoma, for example, there is definitely a family history that's important. Uh, if a patient comes to me and they have a family history of skin cancers or melanoma, and we always ask that, then that's going to be a risk factor for them to develop skin cancer. Okay, we're going to listen to our sponsor, and let's come back to the family. Uh, and real quickly, do- uh, doctor, I'm living in Oregon, and can you believe that Oregon has an unbelievable uh, percentage of people here who have melanoma, mm-hmm. and they have said it's because of the fairness of the skin. Yes. yes um, so we'll come back in a minute, and let's see if we can save some lives out there or people can take a look at themselves and take their skin of the earth serious. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of supplementing moisture to the eyes, not with an eye drop, but all natural moisture. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Saini, I wanted to ask you, you know, we were just talking about Oregon. Mm-hmm. And you think of Oregon and have you ever been to Oregon? Uh, I have not. Okay, Oregon with these beautiful mountains and trees and valleys and moisture and waters and lakes and rivers, Mm -hmm. and we could go on. And the percentage of people having skin cancer in Oregon is is growing. Mm -hmm. And and compared to the rest of the country, uh, very, very, they're taking a serious look at this now uh, because they're finding it's because of the fairness of the skin that people... uh, that live here have a very fair colored skin. What do you think uh, people should be considering? Uh, let's say we don't get a lot of sun in Oregon year-round, and they're indoors more. Their heating systems are um, forced air heating in the summer cooling. Um, they're outdoors maybe in the sun, but not as much as the rest of the world because they don't have as much sun during the year. What do you think people with fair skin should be thinking well, as you said, uh, it is a high population of fair-skinned uh, people, so automatically they're at higher risk. So even though, as you said, they're indoors more often, there are days that they can go out. And we have to remember that ultraviolet A, for example, is, uh, can penetrate through the windows. And uh, just because you go outside and you don't feel that the sun is strong or beating down on you, it doesn't mean it's there. Even on an overcast day, ultraviolet A, for example, is is 
you know, still doing its damage. And that's why it's important that people wear sunscreen and sun protection every day. Now, when they t- do their sun protection worldwide, mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of people only apply it when they think they're going to be remem- going out in the sun for exactly. very long. Mm-hmm. Would it become a good habit to apply it after every bath and after every shower? I think it would be a good habit to just keep that as part of your daily regimen. Now, right. you know, you don't have to put on as much as if you're going to the beach, if you're going to be head-to-toe covered for the most part. But don't forget about your facial uh, sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Don't forget at least about using a moisturizer that has some sunscreen in it. Around the neck. Correct. Anywhere yeah. that's exposed. Yeah. Now, you're right about the ultraviolet rays is mm-hmm. because we found that you can even have a heating system uh, with ultraviolet ray. Uh, so that would be the signal to the individual that, if they if they happen to have a weakness toward um, the ultraviolet ray, and especially with fair skin, they should be more uh, aware of, of the sun protections. Could you tell our audience what kind of sun protection you recommend? Well, I always tell um, my patients to look for um, sun protection that has protection against UVA and UVB. Uh, back before, uh, just recently, there was no distinction on the product labels. And actually, um, there's going to be a revisit to the whole labeling of sunscreens and whether they can protect against both. And that's really to educate the consumer. But what I like is I like uh, something that has titanium dioxide or zinc oxide in it. And the reason being is that those are physical sunblockers, meaning they're not chemically derived. They tend to be very uh, protective against both ultraviolet A and B. And the best thing about that is that they don't tend to be as sensitizing or, um, you know, uh, causing uh, sensitivity in, in skin that's, that's prone to that, such as patients with rosacea, where they may not be able to use the other kinds of sunscreen. I don't want the patients to say, well, I can't use sunscreen because it makes me break out or it irritates me. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are some products that I really like. Mm-hmm. Now, are you finding that uh, people were relying upon them too much because, let's say, you want to go live in the sun that day or out on a vacation, or you want to be a, out there all the time? Are they relying upon them too much without enough other protection? I think to some extent they can. They may, they may rely on them. In, in, in addition to using sunscreen, you know, you have to take certain precautions as well. For example, the highest peak hours of sun are between the hours of 10 and almost 4 p.m. So the best is to avoid lying out and going out in the sun during those hours. If a person wants to get a natural tan, when is the best time to go out and get a safe natural tan without going to a, and we'll get into the uh, tanning beds here in a minute. Well, it's funny you should ask. I, I truthfully, I don't know that there's a such thing as a safe tan. I think the safe tans are those that are come in a bottle. Okay, so you're you're not saying don't use the uh, indoor outdoor uh, creams. Oh no, you you can. They're safe. I, I believe that there's no. I, I, my whole view is that there's nothing safe about going out to get a tan, either okay. in a tanning salon or in or outside. Now we now all have they found that uh, the indoor outdoor type of uh, let's say indoor tans that you can do artificially. Yes. Uh, are, have they ever found any controversy that they're not safe? I don't believe so. I don't believe those spray tans are not safe as long as again they don't sensitize the person and the person tolerates it. Well, I think that's perfectly fine. It's a mm-hmm. far better alternative to the tanning salons. 
uh, using the tanning beds, you know, mm-hmm. and, and even lying out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, are there some other hints to people now? Uh, I, I need to mention to you, uh, tell you, that I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation to early detection for children, um, to learn to watch the children, educate the children. I started that 13 years ago. Uh, we donate, contribute to, uh, during the year to um, the hospital children, a couple of the children's hospitals. And, and I need to tell you, doctor, I started it out just thinking, oh, my gosh, if I start somewhere sometime, maybe eventually worldwide we'll start looking at the children. What are you finding that parents and everyone needs to understand? That, you know, I have this thing. There is no such imperfect child. All children are perfect children. They're perfect so when they're born and they enter into this air we're breathing and they start that life of the dry air and more to be learning, they've never learned about their eyes and they didn't learn about their skin from youth, tiny little ones, toddlers and ongoing. What would you tell a parent when a baby is born how to learn to also not just change the diapers and do the other little things that we learn that are nature, but what should we learn about the nature of the skin? Well, we need to understand that uh, baby skin is very sensitive, um, and they really should be shielded from the sun, especially in their the earliest months. Uh, and and children in general need to be educated more, I believe, on sun protection. I don't. I think it should be part of our health, you know, courses. Other words, or health not to eat the carrots, and of course, you know what I'm going to say, doctor. Of course, you're telling all of your patients to drink a lot of water because that's a suppleness, but and rejuvenation, but it'll teach them about their skin from birth. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They need to know how to, um, as you said, hydrate it properly. But, but from the skin cancer stand- standpoint, I think children, and when you get into teenage years, really to make it clear that it's very dangerous to tan and to uh, not protect yourself, not using sunscreen, and you're going to pay for it later. You may not see the effects right then and there, but down the road is when they really are going to pay for it. Is there any evaluation that, let's say, that an adult has skin cancer? Did they? How long do you think that uh, symptom was in under the skin, uh, doing what it was doing to cause the cancer, uh, the dehydration? I'm going to call it dehydration. You mean you won't? But what do you think? How long it took to get to that point? Uh, are there many years, or can it happen very quickly also? Well, the majority of skin cancers are arising from the where we can see them. So, you know, thankfully when we see something, it may still be superficial. And That's why it can be the leading uh, lifesaver. Skin cancer yes. can save your... You, if you can, save your life if you get it immediately. Absolutely, and that's why we education is very important. Early detection is very important. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things that the uh, Skin Cancer Foundation really believes, mm-hmm. and that's why they do what they do. Now, uh, I noticed that uh, we're celebrating the 30th year this year with yes. the foundation. Yes. And isn't that interesting? I, uh, I was reading that, and, the, and uh, do they have a particular event or a, uh, something going on to... Uh, get people aware of uh, skin cancer? Yes, they do. This is the second year that they've held the uh, Road to Healthy Skin Tour. Okay. This is a uh, screening tour that's uh, uh, carried out, um, and it's been run all over the country in various different cities in a 38-foot customized RV. Okay. Um, they've set up shop at different uh, Rite Aid pharmacies, 
Um, and through the skin cancer tour in 2008, uh, I think we had attracted almost 7,000 visitors and screened about 3,000. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. And, of course, I hope a lot of children. Oh, definitely. And there's a lot There's a lot of information on the mm-hmm. uh, Skin Cancer Foundation website, which is skincancer.org, about mm-hmm. education and also uh, skin cancer education for children. Uh, there's a book that can be... Uh, um, I think purchase, uh, there's also some guidelines on, for teachers and parents on how to present this information in a fun and educational way. Now in health education classes, are we now, um, from the field we're all in, um, trying to get them in, um, influenced to teach skin education in health education classes? Yes. I think it's important to add things about the skin, as I said, in in health education classes. Mm-hmm. Now, you know I've been in research for the human eye. Many, many years ago, uh, the ophthalmology research team came to me and said, did you know that it's not just the skin, Sharon, that the eyes are very dry and there's every five seconds there's blindness? Mm-hmm. And I said, tell me more. And I studied it, and I found, again, we were back to the lack of moisture in the air is so dry and causing the skin to be way too dry and the eyes to be too dry when that eyelid opened at birth. Did you, as you know, an audience, um, cancer of the eye, melanoma of the eye, mm-hmm. is becoming very uh, also um, much more known to people. Uh, it's the uh, melanoma in the eye that if it's not caught in time, that it's very serious. True. Are, can you t- educate us a little bit about your knowledge? So even though it's not a background of yours, it's yours, it's more skin, but what are you learning about the startled? People are startled. Um, doctor, I'll say to people, as you know, you can get melanoma in the eye. They're going, what? Melanoma? And the, these are very intelligent people. So we haven't done enough on melanoma of the eye education either. I agree. I definitely agree. That's why when we do health, uh, body check exams and full body screenings, we mm-hmm. always check the eyes. We always mm-hmm. do. It's important that patients go to see their ophthalmologist if they have, if they see anything new around the eye area and just to have regular checkups as well. And a lot of times they think that that burning, itching, scratchy, allergies, drowsy, um, blurring, um, it's just because they're tired or they want to find another excuse. It could be the fact that the eyes are so dehydrated that there could be something happening in behind the eye. Um, And that is something that a lot of people have not been educated is in the womb, the eyes and the brain connect at the same moment. When you enter that air, you breathe into that suction cup. I call it air to live in. Mm-hmm. No two eyes alike, no two skins alike on the complexion and fingerprints. They haven't been educated from birth to watch for these things. As parents, we've been watching all of the common other things that we've been from the beginning of time. But the eyes, did you know, doctor, in that delivery room from there on, it's almost like forgotten to to check the eye or teach the parents to be checking the eyes and educating the eyes to our children. Yes, they have I, to have complaints before they do something. I agree. I, I think it's very important to be aware. And as you talked about with the itchy um, allergy symptoms, uh, sometimes those could be um, a marker for some other thing. And it may, is that possible also for the skin? In other words, you're looking at your skin and, and wouldn't other parts of the skin be affected by another a, a skin that's not healthy, an area, an area that's not healthy? And all of a sudden you're wondering, why am I getting, a, a, you know, a, a dry color and, and very uh, a, a, some of the different skin disorders? 
uh, a disease is happening, could that be a symptom maybe that somewhere on the body there is a a, a beginning of a a melanoma? Is it possible? melanoma typically is localized when it's first caught. I mean, it it can. The reason it's so deadly is, is that it can metastasize and it can... Metastasis very rapidly, and it can be very. Now, aggressive. if you've had a person come in with psoriasis, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm shooting out mm-hmm. a, a laboratory of it, this is a classroom here. If they come in with psoriasis, eczema, or any of those other kind mm-hmm. of skin diseases, have you found that maybe they're fair or more prone to a potential of a melanoma, and they should be watching? Not necessarily okay. melanoma, but what I find is chronic inflammation and those conditions can result in other. Uh, skin cancer, such okay, as Okay, other skin cancer. cancer. Yes. Okay. And getting back to the eye for a moment, that's why when people have chronic eye irritations, if they notice that their eyelashes are coming out or that they have chronic redness in an area that's not going away, um, that came about suddenly, they really should have it checked because other skin cancers, not just melanoma, but basal cell, squamous cell cancers there we go. can also present that way. Mm-hmm. And it's important that they uh, get that checked out. And one way to prevent also... Too much sun exposure around the eyes is, is sunglasses. Many sunglasses are very good at filtering. I've always said that sunglasses are not vanity. No, they're not. They they're actually, serious. They, they do serve a purpose. They serve a, per- a very serious purpose. Yes. Now, we only have a minute left, and I know you have a, uh, something you'd like to say to remind everyone. So, And, and you're going to be, uh, you're in New York City. Yes. And, uh, but you've been involved in, how long have you been a dermatologist? Um, well, a couple of years now. Okay, so uh, now you're uh, uh, wanting to educate the world out there uh, with the show, and what would you like to leave with them today for something that's really important to their life? I would like to tell them that every year on their birthday, the best gift you can give yourself is to just take a look at your skin head to toe. Mm-hmm. As we talked about, you, they may not remember to look at their skin. They, they're not looking in the mirror head to toe all the time. But if you can at least remember once a year on your birthday. Oh, that's a good minimal, one. That's a good one. And then have it checked out by a dermatologist once a year. But if you remember yourself, that that's one step closer to preventing a problem and getting And would you also recommend to them um, to drink a lot of water during the day and don't think that tea and coffee is going to do it? Just oh, I, I do agree. Water. I, of yeah. course I do agree. I know. I know. It's uh, something that we take for granted that everybody has to know about and yet they forget how important it is to hydrate. Well, you have a special day. Thank you. And you what too. is your Thank weather like in Manhattan today? It's a little on the cooler side. I think Uh the high 60s, lower 70s. Well, it's nice of you to join us. I love that city. Thank you for having me. The melting pot of the world. And and we wish you well in what you've decided to do with dermatology because people should start seeing their dermatologists more commonly. Thank you very much. You have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You are the skin of the earth. And your ecosystem is the environment of your skin. And when you look at your skin on your birthday every year and take a full examination, pull out that logbook that I've been talking about. And I think I'm going to start talking about it more commonly. Start a little logbook. There's a lot of them to choose from that are very attractive and some that are just plain. And uh, even you guys and boys and girls and the women, get a logbook started and keep track of who you are. And in that logbook, how you're drinking your water, Uh, what you're doing to prevent the swine flu, uh, what you're doing to get enough sleep, 
uh, what your attitude is and how you might learn more about your nutrition and your sleep and other things that you want to learn. But look at the skin. We're all knowing that the skin of the earth and your eyes are the, the eyes are your mirror of the waters of the earth to you. Take care of yourself. Keep that logbook. And when you do go to a doctor, you can go to the doctor with your own logbook. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye because of the dry air causing dry eyes. And without the eye drops, you can use it more commonly with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Judy, are you with us? I am. Well, I want to thank you. I want to tell our audience that Judy Mulvihill, did I pronounce it correctly? Mulvihill. 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 Okay, uh, is with us, and uh, you are with, you're the Director of Program Services for Shade Foundation of America, yes. which is a foundation uh, to educate uh, our planet about uh, skin cancer. Right, and the prevention of skin cancer. And the prevention of skin cancer. Mm-hmm. I need to tell you before we start that I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and our whole world has been millions of dollars invested since to understand the dehydration of the body. And years ago, Judy, I decided that the skin, being the skin of the earth and the whole, everything about the health of the body had been overlooked. And I determined 30 years ago that skin cancer was going to take more people's lives in time because the air is getting too dry. And then I became founder 13 years ago of Save a Child's Life Foundation to educate children and detect cancer, uh, skin cancer, melanoma in children, recognize, and better education earlier. And but the pri- the individual we our first guest was Dr. Uh, Ritu Seni out of Manhattan, a dermatologist. And we were saying, you know, the education, Judy, has not been well done. 
In fact, in health education classes I found when I was studying and put millions of dollars into this research is that they were not educating from birth, the families, and in the schools, the skin enough. And what has your foundation found? Um, Shade Foundation was started in 2002 um, by a melanoma survivor, Shonda Schilling. And um, Shonda is married to a, a MLB, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, pitcher. So at the time, she was um, in the public eye. And so her story um, became a nationwide um, you know, media blitz. Mm-hmm. And so many people were coming up to her and saying, you know, they had skin cancer too, and, and there was nothing, like you were saying, there 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 were no studies out there about it. There was no education about it. And well, we might not say that there was no studies, but what right, happened there was to the behind the scenes with research is we have not, you know, Earth began at the moment with the skin of the Earth. And here we are all this time later, and the topical side of our lives, which is the skin, was not educated for the, what the healthy side of your whole being from the moment you were born and entered in the air you breathe, you left a pocket of water. Well, sure. You um, And people forget that their skin is the largest organ on their body. Right. And, their and influences defense. the rest of those cells. Exactly. It's the 50 first trillion cells. everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, you're right. There, there were definitely studies, but they weren't um, publicly acknowledged. There we go. Right. Um, so um, she founded Shade Foundation um, solely to um, educate people to prevent skin cancer. Mm-hmm. And whether, it, um, whether it's our children's programs or adult programs, that is mm-hmm. all. Now, are you, are you working with a lot of children? We do. Um, our Good. biggest program is um, a kindergarten through eighth grade poster contest. It's Got an idea? Why yeah, don't you go to the deliver? Why don't you go to the delivery room with uh, something that you've already got printed up, and have them walk out of the delivery room with something because they're forgetting when you change the diaper and that when the baby begins to talk and the baby begins to walk and run outside that they're forgetting that uh, the parent almost forgets they had skin. Sure. Yeah, exactly, and and we hope that um, it can become as a habit, just like um, moms sending their kids to brush their teeth. Exactly. You know? Thank you. I use that one as an example too, because there was a time, Judy, when they said when you they invented a toothbrush. Uh, I'm sure they didn't say this would prevent cavities, but what do they do today, Judy? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Exactly, and then they learned about uh, many other things about our health and the skin of the body exposed to such dry air today. Indoor conditions, to me, Judy, are the worst because it's forced air, heating and cooling, and the insulated windows and walls, there's no breath. And you've got to breathe moisture, you've got to exhale moisture. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing with children? And, and that's one of my loves of life. I, I'm uh, 67 years old. I'm a grandmother, but I, as long as I can remember, I've dedicated my life to children besides us big people called adults. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And uh, what have you done to uh, get to the children? So you go into the kindergartens and you work your way all the way up to when they start taking more self-proactiveness to learn more about it on their own. Right. Um, We find that, you know, definitely that's the formative years. And if you can um, give them the education about preventing anything, Mm -hmm. but in our case skin cancer, then those are going to be habits that they continue 
throughout their teens and their adult life when they're faced with more choices. Mm-hmm. And if they already have that, you know, solid base to fall back on, I know, you know, um, too much UV exposure is going to cause UV radiation or, um, you know, anything like that that... Take, for instance, um, wearing a seat belt. If they have that, you know, ingrained in them when they're young, then as they face those choices when they're older, then... Now, you're going to the seat belt. Now, look how long it took to think that way. Exactly. And and it will probably take um, a a while for us to to get the idea through our heads that, that we have to protect our bodies, that, you know, we only have this one set of skin that we're in, and um, we just need to do everything we can to take good care of it. Now, what have you been learning for the education of our audience about the types of uh, sunscreens that they could be using and sun hats and, and fabric of the clothing? And oh, absolutely. Um, you know, sunscreen is a great um, defense against, you know, the UV rays. But not everyone chooses to wear sunscreen, and, and it's something you have to buy, you have to continuously buy. But there are other ways to prevent um, sun damage and skin cancer. Um, you know, you can um, wear long sleeves, you wear long pants, you can wear a hat, definitely wear sunglasses because... Now, isn't that funny? Because my guest before was a dermatologist, and I've had the head, I've had heads of... In fact, I've had the head of the Foundation of Skin Cancer in the United States out of D.C., uh, on, and you look at uh, the clothing, and now uh, we're finding that sometimes the chemicals in the clothing, uh, there's other protection, there's protective clothing too out there uh, to go and look for. Right, uh, they have um, material that new um, fabrics, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, doesn't. Allow and then there's the, um, uh, the the doctor prior was saying that UVA, UVB. Uh, types of sunscreens. Look for those with zinc oxide, t- t- titanium, mm-hmm. and, and, and them. And, and don't be uh, lulled into a false sense of security by applying there you go. once and then not applying the rest of the day. If you're going to spend the whole day at the beach, you can't put your sunscreen on. And also water. take water to hydrate. You know, Judy, I'm my whole world, I'm the corniest person. In fact, the one doctor said, Sharon, you're a water nerd. We love it. <laughs> and uh, Judy, I decided to be the bandwagon of drink water from birth. And I may end up getting into an advocacy with even birth and formula because you can drink uh, the baby's milk. Uh, uh, the baby can have the milk, whether it be mother's milk or a formula, and it still isn't plain water. And then what, have you noticed, Judy, our babies are growing up not liking the taste of water? Um, I I don't know. I, I yeah, they don't, and uh, they're coming along like, oh my gosh, it's not sweet, you know. Oh and sure, yeah. yeah. They've got to start tasting water from birth too. Even if they're not going to drink much, just let them taste it. Mm-hmm. Uh, find out there's something that other than sweet. And you know, I would not be surprised that you know maybe this classroom will teach a lot through the guests have just been fabulous. We've had some of the most famous people on here from all over the world. But the, learning more about sugar and dehydration, and don't be vain. You're not being vain to take care of the skin and watch the skin. And mm-hmm. the doctor prior said every birthday, Judy, take a moment and make it on your birthday to look at your skin. Yep, absolutely. If you're going to forget it every other day, so do in it on your birthday. To, yeah. Um, 
children's programs, we have um, an adult um, self-exam DVD. Mm-hmm. It's um, the first of its kind in terms of, of the animation it uses and, uh-huh. and what to look at and how to do it and to become familiar with your own skin and notice changes, you know, mm-hmm. just slight changes that, that seem um, different from what you may have seen before. Okay, we have a minute left, and mm-hmm. what would you like to have a message to the world from your foundation? Um, I think mostly that skin cancer is 95% preventable. Ninety-five percent—that's huge. That's huge. That's and huge. Um, yeah. and all you need to do is is just learn about how to take care of your body, and um, eat right, sleep right, hydrate. Right. Protect um, those. Um, protect changes. yourself from UV radiation. It's a, it's a carcinogen, just like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, simple as that. So. Um, thanks so much for having me on. Well, it was very nice to have you today, and I wish you well with your foundation, and those kids are the ones to get to first. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful day, and tell everyone we said hello. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. The skin of the earth, the moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe. The air has to have moisture. It's moisture you can't see. If you're living indoors too commonly, where there's forced air heating and cooling and insulation and windows and walls, obviously it is common sense. It's going to be too dry. Moisture cannot live in too dry of air. So you've got to add some new moisture. Put some faces around with water in them. Uh, that's the nature's way of pulling out of the, the vase or the jar or the bucket uh, moisture to put in the air, all natural. Get into your facial mist. Nature's mist has a facial mist as that you can come to the website and look up and get into facial the facial mist of tissue culture grade water. Natural methods of moisturizing your eyes. If the eyes are dry, of course the dry eyes are going to have a, a rebellion. The body will rebel if if you're if you're too dry. Drink eight to ten glasses of water a day, and that water because you're 50 trillion cells, you're a walking sponge. The brain is 80% water. Of course, if the eyes are connected to the brain, you need water. Uh, blood is 80 to 90% water. You need water. Um, the skin is eight, uh, 75 to 80% water. You need water. It's a lubricant. It's a cleanser. It's a detoxifier. Now, is it such common sense that we forgot to pre- um, dis- decide to start stressing water? Let's Twitter. Let's have a Twitter. Drink water to prevent the flu. Drink water to be healthy. Drink water to relieve your drowsy and your the exhaustion and the stress. Drink water to have healthier, more beautiful skin. Drink water to look younger. Drink water, the power of water. The earth cannot live without it. And by the way, water can save lives. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment, because it's yours. It belongs to you personally. It's a gift. You're living here. Learn as much as you can. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye, because you do have a full footprint to leave. You can never learn enough and leave something behind that you think is very important to make life special, that no one will ever forget you. You will be immortal. I want to thank you for listening. Have a nice day.
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.